Test, test, test. Oh, nice. Okay, we're rolling. All right, so we got a new, we got a new update. This is finally a good episode after how many years of not posting. Um, I don't have a house now. I've been behind Walmart for the past four weeks, so that's been nice. You know, scrounging food. You know, asking people for quarters. That's nice. Today's a special. Uh, we're gonna just interview random people, and we're at the Kava Bar. That's why there's background noise. So. Welcome to the Renegade Supreme. Well, welcome back, guys. Um, it's been several months, maybe years, and we haven't posted. I'm sorry. Oh, and Sean left us. Yeah, Sean. Yeah, personal updates. Sean will be updating you guys uh, with a little solo update. What else is going on is me and my wife, we moved to the south side. But we still West Side Bangas all the way. Also, Lahaina is pretty much gone. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of work. There's a lot of opportunities that's happening. There's been a civil war. The island has been torn in half. They dug, uh, the white people dug a trench right between the valley um, where the highway goes. And now we're sailing on canoes going back and forth. we're all primitive now. We're cooking spam on open fires, and it's been pretty wild. But uh, Renegade Supreme is back. Thank you for listening, Matt Marlin. Shout out, Nixon Moffitt. Shout out, aka Nick Nixon, um, Matt Marlin, aka the Big Fish of the Sea. Boy can't catch him and eat his ass. No sir. Thank you guys for listening. We are at the Kava Bar, Halia Kava in Kihei, and we are going to interview people. And it's kind of a little Christmas special, and we're going to get things back and rolling. So, love you guys. Mahalo. First thing we're going to do today is we're going to interview Nixon, our best, famous, most listener here in Maui. So, we're right here with Nixon Moffitt. What's up, motherfuckers? (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so, Nixon, it's good to have you here. How are you doing, sir? I'm, I've been great. It's been a long time since we've done one of these little podcast right? things. Yeah, yeah. It's been a minute, bro. It's been a minute. Yeah, it has. Uh, well, for all the other listeners that don't know, uh, your name is Nixon Moffitt. Yes. Oh yes. Double F, double T. Yeah. See, try to put that in. See. Can you hear? Oh yeah, I can yeah? hear. Sounds good. Hear. Just to make sure we're keeping things. We're doing it a little uh, shady tree. Little um, kind of uh, colored boy mechanic. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, we're kind of just figuring things out, but we've got some things going. No. Uh, if you, I want to make sure if you can hear yours, then just keep that in, and uh, I'm gonna take this off, and uh, I'm gonna ask you a few questions so everybody knows you. All right, let's All right. do it. First thing I have on the list. Uh, what is your name? Oh, my name is Nixon Moffitt. Okay. Double F. Double T. Double F, double T, bitch. Yeah. All right, and uh, how old are you? I'm 19 right now. 19? That's a good age. Honest. Yeah. That's the smashing age. That's the age where you just out there just... Just clapping all night. All night. You're talking about sack on fucking... Sack <laughs> on Gina, dude. <laughs> sack. Yeah, just, just like ding-dong and, you know, like a big uh, Liberty Bell just, just swinging. Uh, all right, and then what's your ethnicity? I'm a cracker. Most cracker. people would call me okay. Caucasian. Fuck white, yeah. Fucking. Fuck yeah. As white as it gets. German, Irish, Scottish. 
really? English. Oh, you all of them. You're all of them. Hell yeah. So, this is looking pretty good. Uh, let's, when we get into this, let's talk a little bit louder, even myself. And I think we're ready to fucking rock and roll. So, sir, yes, sir. You, um, you are, where were you born? I was born in New Mexico, um, in Los Alamos, New Mexico. Los Alamos? I didn't yeah. know that. One mile away from where that's... they made the atomic bomb. Really? In World War II, yeah. Fuck yeah, that's badass. That's probably why I'm kind of retarded. The radiation gets to my <laughs> it's brain. Just, it's just in the soil, it's in the air. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's in the fucking pussy, it's in the bloodstream. That's yeah. what's up. And But you've lived in Maui the majority of your life. Yeah, for 10 years, almost 11. Oh yeah, so the majority of your life you've been here longer than you um, longer than like been on the mainland. Yeah. That's awesome. And uh, you used to paddle. You went to oh, yeah. what high school? You went Lahaina Luna? Lahaina Luna. Yeah, when did you graduate Lahaina Luna? 2022. 2022, motherfuckers. Dude, Luna has got the worst education <laughs> in the country. I'll tell you that <laughs> it's now. It's the worst education? Yep. Fuck yeah. Okay. I like that. I like a place with bad education because that means the community is probably a good spot. Oh, yeah. Right? You can do anything you fucking want, dude. Yeah, because what is modern day education, even here in Hawaii, is um, it's standardized education. It's mainland education. It's a European idea. Yep. And that doesn't necessarily encompass the most important things that or the the pertinent things the the necessary things that a person might need in their life, right? Exactly. Or in their community or to raise a family. It's just standardized fucking government education. It's shitty. Yeah. So, you know, I was it's like, it's okay. Yeah, I was talking to my coworker about it the other day, and he asked me. Oh, thank you. And he was like, he was like, Nixon, where do you think the schools went wrong? And I was thinking, and I was like, shoot, I don't really know. Like, we didn't really learn much. He's like, yeah, you didn't learn anything, huh? I'm like, yeah, I didn't learn anything about life. Like, when I was thinking about it, everything in school that they teach you is a big old waste of time just so that your parents don't got to watch you. Just, yeah, it's just a big babysitting. Yeah, it's A free government-funded babysitting program. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with sometimes hot food for 40 cents. Sometimes. My lunch was 40 cents. I was on reduced lunch. Fucking art. But free. We weren't that poor, but it was 40 cents. The lunch wasn't even fucking warm most of the time. Got a fat ass Dude, over there. And big old. Diddy. Damn. Fucking showing out here at the Cabo Bar. Dude, y'all should be here right now. If you could only see what we see, you would be okay. Barricto. So bad education, but you made it through. Mm-hmm. Do you have any Lahaina Luna gear? I have my old. I have my old school uniform still. That's about it. Dude, I'll get you. You know what? It's we were gonna, supposed it's, to. It's gonna be next month, but yeah. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get you a. Um, I'll get you a present. Nice. Uh, it's a Lahaina Luna hat. Okay, I don't know what I do with my phone. Oh. We were supposed to but all get a. We were supposed to all get a hoodie when we graduated, but I didn't grab it. Cause I don't know why I was. I thought you, I thought you were gonna say like we were supposed to get it, but there wasn't enough money. <laughs> like half the kids never got it. Yeah. It's gonna get to that point. It's going to get to that so point. So check it out. It's um, this is a graduate. Ooh. It says Lahaina Luna on it. Lahaina. High school. 1831. Yeah. Uh, sick, right? Isn't it nuts how it's been around that long and there's still not wild. like a yeah. good school? All right. So 
Lahaina Luna graduate 2020. Okay, I'm going to ask a couple questions. You want me to do one at a time? You want me to throw them at you and then you just answer? What do you want? Let's go with one at a time. All righty. Ooh, what do you love about uh, Hawaii or Maui? Just like the local food? You can answer that in like your favorite thing to eat or what it just, you know, yeah. What's what's your, what's the grinds you like to fucking get on? So the food? Yeah, what's about, about the food? All the fish. This is the best fish you're ever going to eat in the entire planet is here in Maui. Amen. The best fucking fish. If you thought like tilapia or catfish was good. Whoa. Dude, what's that one philosopher called? Or... What's that one Oedipus? <laughs> no. The Oedipus complex? No, the psych the psycho the psychology guy. Oh, Kinsey? No, no, no. He's like one of the main guys. Talked about like being like raised and how your brain like develops and shit because of your parents. Fuck. He like created He created the idea or like thought of the idea that like all women want to fuck their dads. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know who that was. And all men want to fuck their moms. It could have been Kinsey. It could have been, um... I don't know which guy was that, but he knew what was up. That's for sure. Well, let's call him Old Dirty Bastard for Old now. Dirty Bastard, yeah. Old Dirty Bastard. Yeah, Wu-Tang Clan, shout out, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. Wu-Tang West Side. Um, you know, I bet you he came up with that because he had, like, choked daughters. I he, know, yeah. He had like, all these daughters, and they are all of age. He was like, I think I'm going to create a philosophy <laughs> The women want to fuck their dad. He's like, I know it. They all want it. They, they all want it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just that guy, you know. And the wife's just over his shoulder. She's like, what are you writing? He's like, it's nothing. It's education. Like, You've been spending a lot of time with <laughs> You've been taking the girls out on a lot of family trips. Oh. Tenting ex excursions. Okay, so the food here. The best fish. You got any favorite dishes you like out here? Tell these people they don't know about the food out here. Tell if them, you don't know what the fuck a local right, moku is. You don't need... You to say a goddamn thing, but like until you are in the chair to be. You're gonna get in the chair. So yeah, what's one of some of your favorite things to eat out here? When I first moved here, I fell in love with the local moku. Local, it's the most simple thing ever. So good. And y'all don't even like, y'all even think it's good because y'all never tried it. But it's just, boom, scoop of rice, put a fucking beef patty on it. Boom, then you put an egg. It's already good, right? This is what fucking kills you. They put the gravy on it. That shit is like sex in your mouth. <laughs> it's the brown gravy, just so everyone knows. The kind yeah. you might get with like um, meatloaf or like a roast beef. Um, almost, it's gonna be closer to like a um, the French dip. It's gonna be like brown gravy. It's got onion, an egg on top of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, you get it with a fried rice. Oh, it's so good. Dude, that was one of the first things I fell in love with, too. That shit was... Is what does the kids say? That shit was fire. That shit is sex. That shit is... Mucho gusto. Cool. How's it? Hey, oh, how good. Doing? doing good. You too, bro. Uh, oh, just passing by us. Uh, you guys... Oh, you know what? We're not filming this episode. It's okay. It's That's all right. all right. Yeah, we'll film the next one. Just imagine what it looks like, guys. Use your imagination. Uh, so, that uncle that just passed us... He's an old local uncle, and he catches fish and dries it out and sells it. It's so fucking good. That's another. That's what I love out here. Those it's are like the OGs. Drive. Yeah. Oh yeah. People out here, they just—it's do for self out here. People just fucking 
They're just hammers. Like, they're like, oh, I want to do this thing. They just do it. They don't fucking let anything stop them. So, there's a lot of rich history and culture, but also, you got a lot, a lot of rich history and culture in uh, Utah. Go Brigham Young, uh, and that's oh, some pretty man. cool stuff. You know a lot about that. We're not gonna have to get into that, but I do have another question for you, Nixon. Tell us, uh, tell me or anybody uh, a pivotal moment in your life. A pivotal moment that happened in your life could be a small one, a big one, but something that's pivotal. Something that really just made, just got things going. You know, it could have been like a, what do you call them? Uh, they have a, a turning uh, point. Yeah, a turning point, or it could have been a. Um, I forget what they uh. call them when people have like these visions and it like changes their life. What it's called? Um, an epiphany. Epiphany. Yeah. So uh, you can, yeah, whatever. If you have something. Could have happened here, could have happened before you moved here. Could have been last year, could have been this year, could have been yesterday. Tell us about a pivotal moment, and then I got another question for you after that. Oh, man. To me, I feel like there's been so many pivotal moments. But a big one, I would say is probably my senior year. I know it's hard. Nah, it's all right. It's probably like my senior year. I was fucking around a lot, doing a whole lot of nothing. Okay. I almost didn't graduate because, like, a month before graduation, I got busted down in the school parking lot, um, smoking weed and shit. Yeah. And I was just fucking my life up. I was drinking all the time. Yeah. Um, I got involved with really, like, just not good people. People I don't really hang out with anymore <laughs> because of it. What really changed was, like, I had an old friend. His name was Taven. He was a really cool dude. Um... We were like childhood friends. He was one of my first friends when I moved out here in fourth grade. And one night we were all um, at Canoe Beach doing our thing, drinking, fucking smoking, partying, whatever. And he hops in his car and he just, he goes away and he seemed fine. Like he didn't seem even like really impaired at all. But that night he gets in a nuts crash and he just, you know, is you know, Damn. done, you know, gone. And wow. I was like, oh, oh, man. So ever since then, I started thinking about things a lot differently. And for some reason, I started thinking a lot about God, too. Like, I felt this, right. like, kind of new, like, presence. I'm like, like, I felt things more spiritually, I guess. And I was thinking about it. And I was like, like, where is he really? Like, is he really just gone or is he, like, still on a different plane is he like spiritually there like all this stuff that's what got me to start like praying and stuff again because in the middle of high school I went through a whole thing where I was like I don't know about God like it doesn't make sense to me it's a waste of time it's holding me back right after I did that my life just went straight to shit and then I got to a point where I seen what it can do to people and then I started being like you kind of hit rock bottom and you only find no one way it's like get up and to get out of that and to me it was like building a relationship with God it was slow and steady like it was aiming in the right direction but I was still in a shitty place for like a good year and a half maybe two years things really started picking up maybe like I would say half a year ago maybe eight months ago things really started to get a lot better oh, yeah. But even we, then, there's been a lot we of. We started like, hanging out 
me and my wife, all the people that I hang out with, we started hanging out with you amongst all these other friends and group of people. Uh, uh, a, a little bit ago, eight months, like when yeah. you were still hanging out with Jacob, but and Jacob was hanging out with us, but you were just still kind of like doing your own thing, uh, doing your own thing while hanging out. So I'm grateful for that. That's cool, man. You know, I had a pivotal moment in my life, and it was the last time I woke up in jail. Yeah. And I was like, I felt I came from a job moving out of state, and I did a lot of good things, and I had this really good kind of like farewell thing. Everybody loved me, and they said this and this, and treated me like they'd known me for 30 plus years. I think I've told this story on the podcast, but point being is, then I wake up in jail like two weeks later, and I was just I felt that I had clouded everything, all that good I'd done. I don't know how it works. I don't know how God works, but I do know this: that our potential is is, is almost we can't even Infinite. fathom. Yeah, yeah, right. Infinite. And I wanted to be a part of that. Granted, I think every day I'll be thinking about different things. Like, man, maybe I should have like done better in school and do this. But I do know, as long as I have my aspirations, and my goals ahead of me, that it could make a fuck if I drink or smoke or fucking have one good job or manual labor job or work you know finish school or not all that as long as my aspirations and the goals are a front in front of me and i'm working towards it could be slow steps big steps one big step work back either as long as i'm moving forward then then that was good that was a pivotal moment because it was then i stopped drinking uh i actually changed my diet as well i met my wife met new friends like got in shape granted now i'm in good shape because i eat rice and spam boys but uh so that was a pivotal moment, and I just remember being, like, thinking, man, I wish it hadn't had to go to that point. Yeah. That was, like, my yeah. third DWI. And you think, like, people are like, oh, they'll learn. But when do they? I think, one, every person is different. Also, it's, in our modern society, those are the things that happen. Like, with, mm-hmm. let's say, a DWI or drinking or smoking or getting busted. But back in the old days, those pivotal moments, those rock bottom they were somebody's, you know, some was working and his buddy died or something. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, like, they lost the house. Either way, one seems mature, one seems immature. But the idea is, like, when whatever kind of society and community we live in, because I used to kind of feel bad, like, fuck, you know, I got DWIs. Now I own it, bro. I love it, dude. Dri- driving drunk was yeah. the most fun, dude. I had so much fun. Like Actually, I'm adamant about letting people know, dude. Yeah, dude, I had a great time. Like, that's why I kept doing it, obviously. But I wish it had been other things. I used to wish that. But I'm just glad that I hit a point where I needed to switch and turn it around, you know? And part of that, when I was doing things different, was kind of like being a man. You know, we oh, kind of yeah. visited this last night. Oh, yeah. Which... Uh, brings me back to the last question uh do you believe man is living up to his full potential in this day and age and uh let us know that's a really hard question to answer <laughs> it's a tough question but if you want my opinion the way i see it i think it depends on the person i see a lot of men nowadays that are doing more than enough it's like one you meet some guys where they do the work of like 10 men and they're just themselves and you meet some guys where they weigh people down times 10 you know what i mean so 
I feel like in general, we're kind of we're kind of straying away. I think from like the way it should be. Back in the day, every man had to be a hardworking man, almost all of them, just to be able to get somewhere and to even be able to survive. Sometimes I wish it was still like that. Oh, I we got sissy ass, pussy ass, weak ass bitches, man. These days, I still feel that too, cause like. Back in the day, you had to hunt your own food. You had to grow your own food. You had to build your own house sometimes. Sometimes you had to worry about going to fucking war. Nowadays, you can do bare minimum and be more than like, more than have your basic needs. At least here in America, that's how it is. So you get a lot of soft people that think they can act and do like however and whatever they want and they end up getting weaker and they don't care about getting stronger because they don't have to. There's no motivation or push. But for me, my motivation is like, it's personal. Like, I don't want to be that guy that's useless. Mm, And I know this- I think that's a divine, like, that's a divine, like a kick in the ass, if you will. Yeah. Those thoughts, we're not wanting to be that way. Mm -hmm. I think that's a divine thing. I think that's innate in us. Yeah. And I think that the sissies and the fucking pussies these guys that are weak I think what happens is they they don't answer that call they don't answer the that it's almost like it's um it's like they're hiding from it almost yeah and it, it, it's I wouldn't say it's fate I, I, I said divine but let's say not divine not fate I think it is a natural like coded like in our genes in our instinct. genetics yeah it is something that we must do and be a part of and we must fulfill and I think the fulfilling in our lives with our families is never truly fulfilled unless we at least are reaching for that potential and reaching for that that being a man kind of thing if we're trying to get there because I I don't know with infinite potential you can never truly fulfill it successfully but then I would say in my thoughts is fulfilling it successfully is reaching toward it and moving toward it right so sometimes you even fail but as long as you're doing it and you really are putting your all into it it's good and what you said about it being divine i kind of like that way of thinking about it because that directly ties into like like the only reason i'm doing this and not the only reason but a huge reason i am is because like because i feel like that's what god wants me to do and I don't even know how to, I don't like know how to describe exactly what God is, but it's like a, you can call it your conscious or like your morality or whatever. Right. But there's like a, like you said, like an instinct or a code in your, in you that says you always know what you should be doing. You have a born. They're not renewing their lease on that. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, dude, that was scary news. Yeah. Ah, fucking say fucking rubbish like that. <laughs> not, you do you have have you cited sources? Your bibliography? She's talking nonsense over there. Yeah, we have a bystander, a civilian actually, yeah. talking nonsense in the corner. <laughs> if you count the heavies out of the shirt, there's three bystanders over here. <laughs> um, anyways, but keep going. Yeah, you like the the way it is as a divine thing. I think that's right. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's made in your brain. It's ingrained in you when you're born. You know what's right and wrong. People just don't like to choose right because it's harder than to do what's, not necessarily even what's wrong. It's just even not doing what's right. Like, let me share you a quote. There's, there's this 
song called Free Will by this band Rush. It's my favorite band Rush! And they have, I don't know, it's a short quote, but the whole song is about free will. You should, y'all should give it a listen. You can, you can choose from phantom fears and kindness that can kill. No, 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 that's not what it goes like. Never mind, I blanked. I'm retarded. No, that's all good. I'm retarded too. Yeah, that's all right. Being retarded yeah. is fun. So here, we're going to take uh, a little uh, half shell. We're going to drink some kava. Suits. Uh, oh, I remembered it. The kava brings the best out. All right. So yeah, that quote. You can choose a ready guide from some celestial voice. And if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. That's awesome. Yeah. That's the whole thing. The first example I think of is when they say, uh, if, if you don't decide, like that's still a choice. Yeah. That's why there's. It's the idea of. Did you ever watch? Uh, what's it with the two Irish brothers? Boondock Saints. Oh, I haven't. No. All right. So in Boondock Saints, this pastor, this Catholic priest, he says that what's there are evil men in this world. Yeah. What's worse than evil men is the indifference yeah. of good men. Oh, yeah. So when a good man, they just omit things, this omission, mm-hmm. this apathy, and seeing all these horrible things and not standing up and doing something. So I like that. That was Rush, yeah, huh? that's Rush. Hell yeah. They're, they got some philosophical lyrics. Yeah. Um, all right, Nixon, uh, we'll probably let you, well, you can just chill and cruise with us when we interview you yeah. and other people. But um, we're going to keep it moving. We're going to try to interview like maybe four or five people. Nice. So this thing is nice. Hopefully it's not four hours long. Brother, love you. I love Thanks you too. Thanks for being bro. on a Thanks podcast. Thanks for having me, man. Um, yeah. okay. and then, Renegade oh, Supreme, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also, we do love Sean. Sean will be back. Sean, We Hogan. miss you, Sean. The big dick fucking Subway sandwich. All right. A passionate lover. All right, we got We it. just found out that there's pie over there. There's pie. Somebody brought us pie. That was cool. Hell yeah. All right, Tim. So how how you been, Tim? I've been good. I've what's been, been really what's good. been going on in life? So I moved to the south side of the island. I mentioned okay. that earlier. Nice. It's okay. It's not the west side. Oh hey, uh, sorry guys. What's up, everybody? It's been a while. Rice Cracker is back in town. Yes. Call From, me on the mic. Tweaka Tim. Philly T for shorts. Yup, yup. And then Tall mm, Nixon. And yeah, all right, yeah. So you moved? Moved to the south side with my wife. Nice. Uh, she got a job. Don't ask me what it is. I don't know what she does. Nice. She got a job nearby. You shouldn't know what she we, does. Yeah. <laughs> we're renting a place underneath the guy's house. It's like an Ohana. It's a little one bedroom. Cool. It's cheaper than where we were at before. Ain't nothing wrong with cheap. Yeah, you know? it's, it's in a nice neighborhood. And actually, some of the one of the cava tenders and some other good people live nearby, like up the road. Vince lives. Kaimi, Taylor, they live, they nice. all live right above us. That's awesome. Bula, one of the guys that comes yeah, here, Bula's, mechanic. Bula's awesome. He lives, uh, he's like two houses down from us, so it's a good neighborhood. That's been exciting. I was working the disaster as a health and safety site, field tech, quality control inspector. It's just disaster work. So that was something I was staying back on the west side for supposed to be three months and that didn't go to three months, but it's okay. When I was staying in the hotel, I wasn't there most of the day. So then Jacob come and stayed with me, and we just had a good time. We're jamming out. You know, we're out there. We're just doing whatever. I was 
It was nice. I was right. We came here every night. We're <laughs> yeah. both on the west side. I have to work 10, 12 hour shifts. It was and terrible. We came here every night. Every night, I was wasting my my life here. But that was good. I mean, you know, it was nice being out here and just doing, you know. I like how you said that because if I waste fucking 12 hours a day at this place, that to me is more productive and positive than wasting four hours at a yeah, fucking Yeah, you know, you're sitting there at a bar. You know, you're at home or you're at a bar. Or something it, like that. So much better than drinking at a bar. I can't I can't take alcohol no more. It's wow, not we even went fun. paintballing too. Oh That's yeah, we did paint. go paintballing. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. I remember uh, so I was staying out there at the West End and then um, yeah, I got a two day notice. I had to leave. We thought we were gonna have that room till January. Yeah. Two day Supposed notice. To. I had nothing lined up and then long story short found a spot with one of my buddies and now I'm living on the Wailuku side of the island so oh, that's, that's right cool. yeah you yeah. just got a new place too so things are working out for, for both of us it's cool you know you gotta pay rent and I'm broke as a motherfucker so but we're jamming out I'm drinking kava chilling mm. met Love some new kava. friends recently my old friend is back. She's going to be on the podcast actually right after this segment. Yeah, yeah, she you will know? be. And we also have we also have another guest going to come on. She works at the at the fish plate. Thank you oh, so hi, much. Yeah. Say hi to everybody that you're yeah. going to be on. Layla, yeah. Hey, what's this up? is Layla. Yeah, yeah, get, yeah. Oh, hi, guys. Okay, hi. so this is Layla. So she's going to be on the podcast later tonight when yeah. she's off of work. Yes. Super stoked. So we're waiting on her. She's going to take forever, but we're waiting. <laughs> okay. And... Um, no, her name is Layla, and yours is Kalele. All right, so let's not, let's Lay, not. Lay, Layla. Yeah, there's a difference. All right. Oh, you're fucking. Also, I'm darker than you now. Yeah, all so your college fucking you knowledge. Can take that to the bank, and cash that check out. Cash that, cash it, cause, uh, not right now. I'm all, I'm all good. But yeah, Thank so. You, yeah. Thank you, immigrant. Layla, Layla just gave me some rice, uh, hurricane rice. So. Ooh, hurricane rice. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad I have friends that make food for me. How do you say rice in Filipino? Rice. <laughs> <laughs> I say the e rice. Rice. With the Marlboro red oh. and the rice. Come, come. More rice. Eat Balaton. more rice. Eat the, more rice. Get the rice. Come. The rice Balaton. is coming. Come. Like that. Exactly. Come. Totally. Come. <laughs> Everybody's like, what the fuck? You and slap just <laughs> knock by your auntie. Finish the rice. I give you the rice. I give you the rice. There is uh, only one left on the plate. You need to get the the one. Yeah. Anyway. So let me ask so, you. Yeah. What's going on? A couple <laughs> questions. So you right. have been able to kind of find a couch here, a place here, but you are back at the. Hotel right now, working at the Marriott, correct? Yeah, working at the hotel. So just to give all the listeners and viewers, since especially what's great about this episode is this is an interview episode, it's a Christmas episode, and it's a Kava Bar episode. Yeah, so it's like three specials in one. It's like a threesome. But since you're, um, since you're an important person and part of uh, all of our lives, all of my life, and... You were a very integral part of a lot of salvation to people during the fire. Tell everyone that doesn't know, because people see TikTok, they see the news, they hear what their auntie said that lives caught in a poly hillside, that she ain't got to deal with nothing because she's all rich. <laughs> people are hearing information that's not pertinent or is not even in the circumference of like how people are actually doing, the people that lost their houses and are dealing with struggles every day. So tell everyone 
what it is what is it like going back to work at a guest service place like a hotel the marriott's and kind of way their attitude is <laughs> oh my god and how do you feel about that dude i i hate every minute of it <laughs> i can't no, it's okay it. that's why i didn't go back so i'm trying to find another good job but right now my like i just got i just got a raise so i'm making more money oh nice it's what, a cent raise they're like oh you're getting a raise i'm yeah. like dude well it's a dollar raise so that's good you know oh, that's nice. it, but, but still, is not i mean it's still like it's funny oh, how there's they your Christmas all, bonus, but they, we don't have a Christmas party. Right? They they try to act like all like super. We're gonna give you guys a raise, Jacob. You've been doing good. You're like, oh, a dollar? Well, that's better than thirty cents. But also, you know what I can do with this dollar? Nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. oh wow, is that just gonna cover my taxes in the end? Yeah. yeah. You know. So, um, yeah, but uh, it's. I hate every second of it. It's not fun. Um, we've just been kind of, you know, just going through the motions. You get people that ask you like. I had like a couple Nuts people ask my yeah. yeah my my coworkers she was like, why are the houses in Lahaina why do they look like they've burned, like oh, oh really? Gosh. Then I had like one lady ask like, why are there so many homeless in Lahaina? Or one lady asked me, what's that upside down flag on the beach? Is that the English flag? Oh my god! And I was like, <laughs> I was like, whoa! Oh, so much ignorance, you know, man. Yeah, like even to the point one guy was like, he was like cussing me out because I told him he needed to wear his wristband, and then he's cussing me out. He's like, why why in the f should I? Should I even wear that stupid shit anyway? And I, I looked at him and I was like, "Is everybody else in the pool is wearing it?" And then he looks, turns around, and he looks at it, and he knows he's wrong. So instantly changed the subject. He's like, "You know, I was driving through Lahaina, and I realized uh, there's so many homeless people out there, and I pity them." And I was like, in that moment, I was like, "Dude, I don't need your fucking pity." Dude, those are those like, are the kind of people that I yeah like, dislike. So much. I was ready to hop the counter. I was like, I, I need to get paid for my job right now, but I'm not, you know, I'm not willing to sit through this bullshit, you know? Pity is, pity is something that you can pity somebody. Well, I, I mean, I can't tell you what to do, but if you're going to pity somebody, pity somebody that needs to be pitied. The people in Lahaina, they don't need pity. We don't need the pity. We're Lahaina strong, motherfucker. Yeah, they need, and it's not even that they need help, right? Of course... If you want to go broad, we all need some help here and there. We're not perfect, and life is a struggle. We should do it together. Like you said, behind us strong. Yeah. But what people need is understanding and sympathy. Mm-hmm. And not like some like, oh, I just got so sympathy because this. That's more like pity. I'm talking about just looking and being like, I've been through some shit before in my life, and obviously these people are going through shit in their life, and they need that. And they don't need your dumb fucking questions. Yeah, yeah. They don't need your, do the entitlement. I feel like we'll even skyrocket more with the guests because now they know whether they want to or not, they know that things are going to be shorthanded, yeah. that people aren't going to have the right mindset to go in and just give them their fake fucking sunflower smiles. Mm-hmm. And then I think the inside will be more and they'll start doing stuff like when Haley went back, when my wife went back, she was like off. They were messing with their schedule. They made her come in or something. And the guest was like, oh, how are you? She's like, tired, just kind of over it right now. And she was honest with the guest, and the guest goes, yeah, me too. But, you know, at least you get to have fun working outside. And it's like, dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, do you realize that the tiredness and the over it, like, that comes from not working a stupid shift. It comes from everything that's been going on. It comes from the person. It comes from you, the yeah. tourist, you know? Like, that's where it comes from. So it's hard because it's like, oh, they need the, they need the money. It's like, yeah, well... Lahaina needs the rooms too in the hotel. 
There's so many people who are going to be homeless for the holidays, you know? Dude, and... And it's nuts. So, and they're not... Le- through the government, through the state, they're said that... Not... I want to say legally, but... What was made known is that they will not kick people out till, I think, January or February. And some people are getting kicked out. It's all small kind over here, over there. But people aren't... I mean, like you said, even with the work, you still got to notice... Had to be out. Like they're not even being nice to people that are working. No, no. I actually get like so much shit from from guests and stuff like that. That being said, there's good ones, but then again, like it's hard for me because I know some of these people for a while, and then I look back and I and I see these other ones, and um, it's it's crazy. It's like I have returning guests that are friends, but then there's these other ones that are coming in and they're being disrespectful, they're being rude, and they're, you know, it's really hard. And it's hard for me mainly because they end up all looking the same to me. They do. And I see everybody <laughs> and I'm like, they do look, the, they, it's like, you guys are all in the same category. Right. So it's hard because sometimes like my family, you know, we'll have dinner with a guest or we'll talk to a guest and, you know, hang out with them. But then I'm looking at them like, you guys are not from here. And I don't like, I'm really not connecting at all. And it's hard because it's like, dude, I love these guys. I've been with them, you know, I've known them for a while known some of them for like a few months i've known others for like 15 mm-hmm. you know years and it's it's like you know i'm trying to teach myself to draw the line again oh, but it's uh, hard yeah. it's hard because uh, growing in personal reflection especially at this point with everything that happened that's a tough that's a tough note i'm like i'm like dude you need to draw that line like, like you need to differentiate but and, and also at the same time it's like everybody here is taking from Lahaina. Yeah. Even though they're putting in money, they're, what, you're flying in to stay in a room in Lahaina just to drive back to the Kahului side to spend all your money. Right. So the money's not even going to Lahaina it's people. It's really not, yeah. Logically speaking. But then again, like, yeah, we do need tourism, yeah, we do need this, but the people need... But they have so much money. Those yeah. corporations got so much money. They do. That, like, you know, oh, we're going to go spend time at Merriman's. Okay, but well, Merriman's ain't going to fucking uncle and auntie over there. You yeah. know, and they keep saying, I keep hearing, oh, the line of people need jobs too. Um, one local brought out, Kalana, uh, Jacobs uh, brought it, he posted, I think he said 14,000 jobs. Whether it was that, where it was 4,000, if it's over 1,000, that's the jobs that are still not available. So, yeah. yeah, okay, open everything up that is open on the west side, still not everyone got a job. Yeah. And they're still short, like, they're, you know, those places can't make or they could make more positions but they're not and so yeah when these people come over i don't know yeah i i'm more of the staunch advocate or about they should have waited they should still wait because royal lahaina like that's the one place that is like set and we'll see i hate to be pessimistic but we'll see how long i feel like they're saying they're not gonna kick anyone out until people have places to go I mean, I believe them, but we'll see what happens because the Westin did a really good job too. But now the Westin is back in that corporate. You have mindset. to fall in line. They they yeah. crack the whip, you fall in line. So it's like kind of, you know, it's a, it's a hard thing. But then again, I just keep moving forward. I'm not gonna stop. I'm not gonna stop fighting. I'm there, always. Look at this. We're recording. We don't need Sean. Who cares? Nah, nah. <laughs> Love you, Sean. Love you, Sean. You're the best. By the way, on that line that you have to redraw, like personally growing. Yes, sir. Uh, I with myself have had to work on it and personally grow but I'm gonna draw a line I'll draw a line 
with all these nonsense Malahinis and all these motherfuckers. Give me a Playboy, I draw a line in that one. A Hustler magazine, I draw a line in that one. Give me a fucking checkbook, I'll draw a line in your in auntie's checkbook and 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 make it out to cash to me. <laughs> but that's cool. That that's yeah. taking the negative and like, I mean that's a serious thing to work on. Something that we should probably all be doing all the time, you know? Yeah, it's like you need to reprocess, you need to reevaluate, you need to look at everything and and reattach yourself to things that matter the most. Whether it may be, you know, in your personal life, whether it may be in your in your regular life, like day to day, or your like people around your friends, like always reevaluate those situations. How are you impacting someone else? How does your perspective affect other people's perspectives? You know, how, what is your driving force, and what's actually guiding you to make the decisions that you make? Is it something, you know, of a positive, right? Of, uh, of a positive energy or is it something of a negative energy pussy drives me and that could be positive but then again most of the times it's you negative you don't want to get a positive <laughs> pussy bro uh, that's what I, I got I don't diseases know diseases and STs isn't uh, that just isn't that just a dick I don't know <laughs> <laughs> pussy, yeah. I don't know like, oh. so you, you know you have all of these things and but you just gotta focus on each other and focus on the goal at hand and the goal ahead keep pushing amen um, we'll take a short break. Is that cool? Yeah, we're going to take a short break, guys. We will be back with more guests, more talking, and probably a lot more bullshit. Yeah. So we'll see you guys soon. Um, sponsors is Jeanette Walls, Half Bro Courses, and the Glass Castle. My favorite books ever. She doesn't actually know favorite us, but she'll know us too. We'll reach she out. She will know us. I'll break into her house. Sean Hogan, miss you, brother. Come back soon. Um, yeah, thank you, Nick. Special thanks to Nixon. Uh, you just press, uh, I'll press it out. But yeah, guys, so we'll be right back with some more guests after the break. Cool. All right, guys, so we're back right after that little short break. I got a new guest. Layla. Layla's hey, here. what's up? All right. Um, thank you for coming on the podcast, Layla. Uh, so first, start off, your name is Layla, right? Yeah, How Layla. old are you? 21. 21. Okay, Layla's 21. And where are you from? Uh, from Tucson, Arizona. Tucson, Arizona. All yeah. right. How long have you lived out here in Hawaii? Uh, a little over two years now. Two years. Nice, yeah. nice. And what's probably the best thing that you've done or you've learned while being here? Community. Community. Yeah, 100%. I come from like a decently small mountain town when you want to talk like relative to the mainland, right? Like it's like kind of a smaller town, not a crazy city, but even even there it's not it's not community you know you don't really talk with your neighbors you're nobody okay. yeah like a lot of the people you work with they're not your family and here after being here for like two months i had more family than i had ever had in my 18 years or whatever that's in Tucson. awesome okay yeah. so you're saying like like nobody talks to each other so like if you have neighbors it's like kind of like a state line for example there's or a country just no line aloha between. there's no yeah. love there's no like you know, I don't know you, but I'm gonna come at you with kindness and love mm -hmm. and respect, and I'm gonna give you the shirt off my back if that's what you need. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's here. And yeah. I was just so overwhelmed with so much of that, and I was like, this is a community I wanna invest in. This is where I wanna, you know, put, you know, work yeah, and yeah. build a life. And awesome. Yeah, okay, and I that's, like your, that's like the thing that you, that you love the most about being here. Is that community? And surfing that community. in the water. Oh, oh surfing. Surfing <laughs> yeah, yeah, is yeah. really good too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's a that's a like big part of my therapy for sure. Oh but yeah, just community going out there is number one. Out. Community, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. okay, awesome. That's great. 
So, so when you when you talk about like living life in the mainland, did you enjoy like your yeah. life out there? You I did? mean, 100%. Uh-huh. I like I said, little small mountain town. I mean, I was hiking all the time, and I love uh, the like Hispanic culture is really strong there. We're like 45 minutes from the border. Oh wow, right there. So, yeah. and I mean that's family oriented as well. You know what I mean? But it's just different here. Yeah, it's totally different, and I love going back. I do like Arizona is still home. You know it's what I mean? It's still your home. Yeah, one hundred percent. I would never dis or say anything bad about Arizona. Okay. Really, I do love it. Well, at least where I grew up. No. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? I don't <laughs> other, know about other some people. other parts, not so much. Some other people are like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. But that's <laughs> but, cool. Okay, so yeah, you love I still the have town. a lot of love for. I have a lot of love for both places. Mm-hmm. Just like for where I'm at right now, this is where I want to be. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And so you guys who don't know, she has. She's been. Um. I kind of knew her for about what. Two weeks now. Yeah. yeah, two weeks. She always comes to the table and brings us like food and stuff. We're, we don't ask, we don't beg for it, guys. Just to let you guys know, we don't, we're not begging for the food. It's the scraps. Yeah. But, so we get the scraps and we enjoy it. I, I have to because I'm it's from Lahaina scraps, and yeah. I, you know the fire burned my house, so I have to enjoy the scraps now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were talking earlier, a little before we started recording, about something like a you experience something for, from the, the county, like your county experience? Yeah, so my first county so experience that, yeah. was because of the fire. Uh-huh. So pretty much what happened was I, one of my coworkers here said, I have this opportunity to go volunteer if any of you guys want to come. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm super down. I showed up and he was like, oh, apparently there were only six spots and it's full. And I was like, well, I'm going to stand here and like get on if I can. So what were you volunteering for? anything it was like apparently gas distribution right I think that's what it was at the time it was I want to say Saturday after the fires so it was like relatively so yeah it was it was a Saturday Um, and so there turns out there were two groups up there and his group that he was like signed up for whatever they were full but this other group was like organized by the county I guess right and so they same thing apparently like you had to fill out a bunch of things I didn't even say anything I just walked on the bus and they mm-hmm. took me and we that was day two of Lahaina Distribution Center Wow. so yeah it was I mean there was zero leadership zero you know what I mean it well, was yeah like, if you're working with the county here in Maui yeah, that's, yeah I gotta tell leadership. you it's like the, the video I sent you earlier today yes yes Instagram? yeah we were talking earlier me and Tim were talking earlier mm-hmm. about how the county will choose to close like the most busiest road up. Yeah. They're like, oh, oh, we're gonna do it at uh, when's rush hour? Yeah. Oh yeah, let's do it at 4:30 p.m. 100. Close both sides of the road. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. It's 100%. crazy. 100. Yeah. Okay. So continue. What you're saying is just so that was no about, leadership. No. So what ended up happening? It was like a month, little over a month long. I don't even know what you want to call that. But there ended up being four of us. There were four of us that showed up continually. I will say every single day when they took volunteers, 90% of the crew we had were new. That's from day one till the last day. Like we were at the last day. That's why there was always long lines when we went out there. No continuity. Yeah. Yeah. So the four of us, we ended up showing up every day. I mean, I, I told them I couldn't work here. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't, I couldn't work. I was like, it's not Uh happening. I'm not working here when I'm not needed here, right? Yeah, yeah. So I ended up, me and these three other people ended up doing the best we could to, like, create some kind of, you know what I mean? Every day it was like we would learn something and we're like, okay, we're going to put it into the next day, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
and because we were the only ones there. We were the only ones who could do that. And every day we would provide what new people we had with what new information we had to try and make everything the most efficient, the you know, with the most love and still like figuring yeah, yeah. it out. I yeah. mean, none of us knew what we were doing. I it bet was, that was really hard too. And it's facilitated by the county. Every morning we would meet at, gosh, what's it called? We would meet like right outside of the mayor's office and Cynthia, Cynthia, Cynthia Lalo or whatever. She's very nice, by the way. She was nice. I'll give her that. Is that his wife? No, that's no, his uh, that? assistant. Uh, his assistant. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, it's yeah. his girlfriend. Yeah. So, <laughs> so she'd come out every morning. I mean, we were taking buses that were out there. Like, uh -huh. it, it was technically, uh, this was the way the mayor put it when he finally made his way out there. He went out there like twice. What, like the last yeah. couple of days yeah, probably? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he went out there for like 10 minutes. And the way he said it was it's community ran, but... Uh, gosh, what was it? Like county, like county funded. Yeah, that was it. County funded, but community ran. It's always and the worst when they have money like flowing from the government, because then they're like, "Hey, we're paying for it, and we'll stop if you guys yeah. don't." You know? Yeah, that's always yeah. the worst. Yeah. So it was like, you know, it was super messy, but the crew that we did end up getting that was like kind of consistent, and maybe would come like once a week. Man, it ended up being a good crew, and we yeah. started to get a rhythm down, and every day was different. Like, we cracked jokes all the time because every day was different, and there was no guidelines. There was no, I mean, I had an uncle in my line, you know, like, so pissed because he couldn't get, like, four things of Ziploc bags, and he wanted someone to yell at, and he was like, who's in charge? You know, who's in charge? I was like, if you want me to tell you I'm in charge so you can yell at me, like, by all means, but none of us have any clue what we're Nobody doing like we're charge, learning yeah. every day we're yeah. learning as we go every day then again it's like you, you know the county isn't prepared for things like this no. so so when no. you have you know an issue not at all they weren't even prepared when it was happening you know no, no alarms no nobody was in town the cops were doing you know no. everything crazy so it's it's hard to for them to come in and be like okay guys we're doing this now but there was in, zero you know, of, of course that. there's no plan you know yeah. what i mean no, yeah. and there was never a plan. I mean, that first Saturday I was there when she was like debriefing after the day after we come back and it's like 7 p.m. Yeah. She's like, yeah, our plan is for everything to be figured out by next Sunday. Next Sunday's our last day there. Next Sunday. A week? Everything to be figured out. Everything to be figured out in a week? Everything to be figured out by then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's and crazy. it ended up being like a month and a half. Wow. They had a hard time getting things figured out. Imagine if somebody was in charge that was gay, but nothing get figured out. Just put sprinkles and glitter on everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Putting bottles of water with sprinkles on them and ribbons and fucking people still starving and dying. And ribbons, but, ribbons are cool, yeah. but uh, <laughs> so yeah. So um, and so <laughs> you just threw off my train of thought there, Tim. Hey, shut the hell up. <laughs> All right, yeah. So and did that like? give you a sense because I, I know a lot of people I've talked to they um they say that when they when they were volunteering they got like a sense of like purpose and a sense of like hey this is where I should be in my life did that give you any of that or were you just doing it because you cared about the community that much yeah 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 I didn't really like yeah you know what I volunteered with someone and they ended the day and said like oh I feel so good or I never really felt good yeah. If that makes sense. But I will say I loved the people like the people who were showing up. Most of them, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like 
at least the local people that were showing up, you know what I mean? They all just had such good intentions and good hearts that that was like, I was super content to be working with a lot of the people there. Some of them, you know some what I mean? You got some, you got some, yeah, okay. some people that shouldn't yeah. be there and they're just not like there work, for the right reason. Yeah, yeah, of course. Just like when you work, okay. But yeah, yeah I'll say it was definitely, it was, it was a good community to be there. And doing what they were doing there even though it was messy and even though we were figuring everything out every day and it was there was still chaos like I feel like the purpose was you know because you go now they changed to Lahaina gosh what's it called Hanakawai or something like that and that facility like there's no love there there is no aloha and so I'm I don't know I just feel like I'm really glad that it worked out the way it did at least to where the people who were there at that time had nothing but love yeah because that was what was needed you know what I mean like yeah you need your shit but you also need someone to not ask you a million questions and you know that are gonna make you cry and just be like hey I'm just here and I just I love you and I'm here because I love you yeah like because like you need and I care for you yeah yeah 100% so there was a lot of love and I would say not from the you know yeah, <laughs> not from the not, not from, from the, uh, county. the county, but yeah. yeah. That's why it was cool. Like so, when when me and me Tim and uh, Nick over there at the end of the table, he, we like we went in doing our own thing. We didn't want to be with any organization because yeah. we wanted to like show people like that there are still people out there that care, you know. And I think a lot of people these days, with or without the fire, they need that. Right. They need that sense of love. Like for example, you know, somebody needs somebody to talk to, or you need this sense of compassion because people feel like they're alone in every aspect of their life you know what I mean everybody thinks that they're alone but what they don't realize is there's always somebody there sometimes you have to look a little bit sometimes you don't have to look and they're actually right there in front of you you know there's always somebody there that's willing to to care and help and that's what people need to understand and especially in that moment yeah it's crazy it was huge yeah it's crazy seeing all these people still kind of right trying to find their groove or people still being disrespectful when they visit Mm -hmm. you know all of that you know so it's it's a really interesting thing kind of you know but yeah cool all right so i got a couple questions that the boys wrote down okay so (laughs) i'm gonna go off of what tim right i don't want to know (laughs) yeah we're not gonna look at no tim's got some good content i'm sure (laughs) (laughs) you already laughing okay um so since you talked about moving here Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go into a pretty and we're talking about you know moving from a place that you loved and you knew to somewhere here where you feel connected with the land you know you love the community and everything and the aloha so this kind of goes into this question what was a pivotal moment in your life like what is something that like you were going through the motions maybe and it kind of snapped you out of it or something that like what would you count as like a key pivotal moment in your life that you would like to share or or something like that yeah well I mean, it might not sound super deep, but it's like every time I get in the water. For me, moving here, like that was one of my first communities. For one, and for two, even when there are not people out there, I mean. You're just connecting with. Yeah, what happened was there's this uncle, right? And he sits at this break right by my house and he's there like every day. And I would show up and sometimes there wouldn't be any waves. And he would tell me, he'd just be like, doesn't matter, like go get in the water. And so I started listening to him, and I was like, all right. And I'd go get in the water, and every time, every every time I felt any kind of low or any funkiness, anything, and i just go get in the water, 
I'm fine. Yeah. Like, I'm better. Yeah. Like, I breathe. And even if there's nobody out there, even if there's no waves, even if, you know what I mean? Like, just going out and sitting in the water for a minute, it just grounds me. Yeah. Major. And now, you know what I mean? And the, add the community on top of that, I mean, they're family. Yeah. They're family. Yeah. Uh, you know, I see them every morning, you know, when I go. And if, if I haven't been there for a minute, it's like, where have you been? And, you know, yeah. they know... They want to know about, you know, my mom's in town. They want to know about my mom being in town. And they want to invite her to do this Christmas light thing. Yeah, and they want, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just like I was saying, like, with just family and yeah. love. And it's so awesome because, like, you, for example, this is probably the only place that you hung out with them. And you haven't really, like, you right. probably do it, it like, a lot, right? Yeah. But it's not for a long time in the day. No. But that's the community. Yeah. You know, like, once you talk to somebody, there's always love, you know? Right. And I'm sure, like, for example, if, if they needed something, you'd be there. Yeah. Or if, or if you needed something, they'd be there for you. And that's such an awesome thing. Like, I remember visiting the mainland and seeing, like, the lack of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the heck? Like, it was so weird for mm-hmm. me, you know? And we are definitely blessed to be a part of a community that cares for one another that loves each other and that that's always there 100 percent. yeah that's why people come here and they're like i want to move here there's something about here you know you hear from everyone there's like oh just everyone's happy here there's something about here i'm like that's because everybody's like loving one another or Mm -hmm. trying their best or you know what i mean selfless yeah Yeah, of course there's a lot it's so different from the mainland like that auntie that cut me off today on the highway (laughs) there's a lot of people that don't show love in aloha but, you know, when you get across, yeah. like, the people, like, for example, like, me coming here, this was awesome seeing, you know, all of these people right. learning their story and, and getting motivation from them, you know, feeding off of them and then them feeding off of me. Like, we're all being strong together. Yeah. And it's so cool because, like, I never knew these guys last, last, like, two years ago. I only met them, like, within the past year. Right. And we're all so strong and, and you know tight-knit and it, it, that's an awesome thing yeah that's an awesome thing okay one more question and I'll okay. let you I'll let you go thank you again so much yeah. for joining us um, so it's, it kind of connects with the other one and it, it's if you could change anything in your life what would you change and why if you had the opportunity to change anything in your life right now what would you change and why I would change I don't know. I guess I would change our. I don't know. Part of me thinks I'm like not educated enough to say this, but I'm gonna say it anyways. Uh-oh. I would change. Oh, guys, brace for impact. Brace for impact. <laughs> I would just change the people who are in charge. That way, it could be easier for us who do want to live here. You know the what I mean? Because the ones in charge, meaning. I mean. Oh, shoot straight. We don't have any monitor. Like, nothing. <laughs> we well, say I mean, like, like, people ask me all the time, like, oh, are you going to, you know, are you going to stay in Maui? Are you going to stay in Maui? And I'm like, Maui's, Maui is where I'm going to end up. Like, I know that for mm-hmm. sure. Like, you know I, this is home. Yeah. I'm, I just, for so many reasons, you know what I mean? But I tell people, I'm like, unless something literally changes or I strike literal gold in my four foot yard you know what i mean like it's not happening because of the way things work so i guess maybe the greed i would change the greed you would change the greed yeah i think i would change the dipshits in office (laughs) well they're greedy yeah okay so (laughs) So i would change the greed all i mean i think greed is what is kind of running that whole (laughs) oh we're singing happy birthday guys hey let's see can you guys hear that i don't know hopefully you guys can Harley's birthday. 
Happy birthday to Harley. Uh, just a reminder, we are at the Kaba Bar special. All right. Okay, so get rid of the greed. Yeah, no greed. No greed. That's a good. That's Bye, a good greed. Awesome. Yeah. awesome. Well, thank you so much for you know joining <laughs> this little uh, special episode. Is there any like tag you want to put in? Any like you want to put in the? She works at South no. Molly Fish Co. <laughs> Come down, make the line long, yeah. take all the fish, don't order the poke. I like that. Um, do you have like <laughs> Instagram something you want to plug in? No, no, no. no, no I'm plug? Good. All right, she's not gonna do it. So uh, come up with something catchy and sign out for us. Okay. Ooh. On the spot. <laughs> on the spot. Right you can't there. Can't on the spot me after I, a long I day of to. work. I have to. Okay. Um, love more. Love more. Love That's more. a great message. Love more. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to take another little break, and we'll be right back with some new guests, uh, new talks, and everything. Thank you so much again for joining. Thanks. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back, guys. All right, guys, welcome back to Renegade Supreme. We are back from the break. We have another guest, another interviewee. Um, she's going to introduce herself. Start with your name. What is your name? My name is Reese. How's yeah, what, it going? What's your for, your full name? My name is Reese Malari. Okay. Uh, what is that, Asian? No, it's it's actually Therese. Therese, Therese Malari, but I go by Reese. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, really? I never knew that. Yeah, nobody knows. Yeah, because Reese sounds so much different than you. Exactly. Uh, you wouldn't put those two together, right? No, You're no. You're like... Kate, maybe like, oh, Kathleen or something. Yeah. It makes sense. Oh, Roger. Roger that. <laughs> yeah. So, welcome to the podcast, Renegade Supreme. Just want to shout you. out all the listeners. Thank you guys for bearing with us. Reese, uh, your nationality? I'm Filipino, Spanish. Okay. If you're here in person, you could tell she's Filipino, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. <laughs> Filipino, Spanish, and you live here in Maui. You were on the west side, correct? I was, yes. Okay. And now, where are you at? Currently in Kahului, which okay. is 30 minutes away from the west side, but that's okay. It's all right. Yeah. And you lived here your whole life, yeah? I actually moved here from Saipan. Saipan? Yeah. You're Saipanese? Tomorrow. Tomorrow? Yeah. Okay, yeah. For you uneducated, ignorant listeners, that's <laughs> other Asian. Uh, on a box to check <laughs> yeah. off when you do the census, you know, I just want to check other Asians. Yes. Very cool. Well, welcome. Thank you for joining us. You just found out about us. That makes this even better. Thank you. So, what is your favorite thing to eat? Two more puff kind of questions, general, and then we're going to get into the rub. Hmm. Favorite thing to eat, like Maui style, or do you have a Saipanese, or how do, what do you say for the plural for Saipanese? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, see, I'm the idiot. <laughs> I'm the um, let's see. My favorite food would, my two favorite foods... I really like um, a lemon and thyme tofu sandwich. Oh, cause it. Yeah. Oh, that sounds good. It's freaking nuts. Um, let yeah. me tell you what's in it. Okay. So it's a shibata bun, right? Yeah, okay. And then we have papaya seed dressing. We have arugula. We have oh. green apples. We have mac nut pesto. Oh, damn. That's good shit. Brah. And then we have the ginger tofu, which is also really freaking nuts. And the bottom of the bun. Hell yeah. And on the side, we have some banana peppers with some green goddess sa like sauce. Cherry. <laughs> now, you, that sounds delicious. And that's 
like a vegetarian kind of like tofu thing. Yeah. Do you eat meat? No, I don't. Okay, so I was curious because sometimes in the Asian kind of island cuisine, there is a lot of stuff that is non-meat. Uh-huh. But I always am curious because some people just grow up and eat like tofu and poi, things like that. Yeah. And it's not meat, but they also eat meat. So you, are you vegan, vegetarian, or are you... I would say, so before the fire for about three years, I was a vegetarian and then after the fires, things became scarce in, in a way and I went back to polo pescatarian, which is white meat like fish and chicken, like lean meats. For about six years, I started off no red meat and then chicken and fish, and then went away from chicken, and then just fish, and then got off fish. Uh-huh. And then after that, I just ate what I felt I wanted to. Yeah. And it's what people call intimitarian. You <laughs> eat with intention. You eat with intention. <laughs> yeah. It was badass, because people were like, oh, well, that's not vegan, you're doing honey. I was like, it's not about the label. It's about what I feel. Intimitarian. Yeah, it's about eating with intention. Yeah. And it branches a intimitarian Intimitarianism is more than just what you eat. It's about living with intention. Yeah. What you do is you, if you're driving, right, you drive with intention. They call mm-hmm. it uh, defensive driving, right? Or you make decisions. They'll call it make wise decisions. You're, you're doing the things in your life with intention. Uh, you may wake up one day and it'd be different. Yeah. What the intention would be, but a positive and a productive forward moving intention. That's awesome. Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah, that's sick. So tell us about yourself. Um, we'll just kind of keep it casual. I don't really have any other questions. The other questions I asked was like, for the other guests, what was a pivotal moment in your life? For a lot of us, even that did not lose a house, like me and wife, we, we didn't lose our house. Yeah. Uh, I did my jobs for Pal because of it. Her job was Pal, you know, all sorts of different things. Mm-hmm. Oh, Raja. Dude, thank you, Aaron. Raja, so I think with the fire, it's kind of a pivotal point in all of our lives that stayed on the west side. Mm-hmm. And in a broader sense for everyone on Maui, but specifically for the people from Lahaina. But you can talk about that or whatever. Just go ahead. Tell us about yourself and what you're into and what's going on with you these days. All right. All right. So I, when I was 18, I moved out of my parents' home. Yeah. <laughs> Went straight to Lahaina, was working at Cool Cats, I was working all over Front Street, which was sick. How long did you work at Cool Cats? Um, not crazy long. I do remember seeing you there. I worked there, Jacob worked there, I used to work there. This was like 20, I would say 2021, Okay, yeah, so, yeah, we're still on island, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, I think we moved here 2020. Yeah, so, around that, t- I, w- I was working at Cool Cats, um... I got a different job. It was I got a different job up like Honokawai, mm-hmm. but I went back to Front Street. I was working at Pacifico on the beach. Oh yeah. Yeah. So Good money really, over there. Oh yeah. Fucking clean up, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Great people too. And then I was towards like the end before the fire. I was working at Prison Street Pizza. Yeah, that's right. I remember seeing you over there too. Yeah. I used to go to Prison Street. Uh, like twice a week when we come to the combine line. Yeah, I, I know. It was, a, shit is, it was a great spot. Yeah. Bruh, pizza for like a dollar, two dollars? Yeah, get a slice. Yeah, I get a slice. And they would always give you a big fucking slice. Yeah. They'd never, uh, never fucking cheap, cheap out on you. The people there, too, they're solid. Everywhere I've ever worked, everyone was has been solid. And um, so I was doing that job, and I was also working as a surf instructor with Bully's Surf School. Where's that one? 
It, it's not a shop. It's based off of like his home. Okay. Yeah, based off his home, we would pick up boards from his home, and then we would go straight off of um, Breakwall, which was beautiful. It, the way I got that job was incredible. I was working with Royal Hawaiian at first. Yeah, yeah. And it was cool. So I, I had just finished surfing off of Breakwall, coming out of the water. Um, I see this little girl trying to catch a wave. She looks like her mom's forcing her to be out there, and I'm like, you know, this kind of sucks. I'm going to, you know, help her. And I help her catch a wave, and she's smiling, the biggest smile on her face. She catches a wave in, and her mom's on the beach recording, and she's like, that's her first ever wave I've ever seen. I've never seen her smile this big. I, like, find out she's having, she has a lesson with Bully Surf School, not knowing that. And um, she tells me that her daughter's on the spectrum, and it was... Oh, wow, even better. Yeah, and it was incredible. So... Um, Bully comes out of the water, freaking unit, <laughs> and he's like, hey honey, like obviously very sweet unit, but he's like the sweetest. He's his, he's known for being Bully out in the water, but it's it's just, it's funny, it's not how he actually is. And um, he was like, hey honey, how would you like to work for us? And I was like, I would love to. So I hopped on that train and I've just been doing that since the fire. and. Yeah, it's that's been, an awesome way to get a job, right? Exactly. That's was, a real. That's that's a cool story. It was definitely meant. I was. It was definitely meant for me. It have was you a perfect time. been able to work with other individuals that may have special needs or things for surfing? Not exactly. Just just really old people or really young people. That's so they just, have special needs too. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Huh? And. They, uncle, listen, look at me when you talk. <laughs> exactly. They don't realize how difficult it is to get out there and paddle. Paddling is the number one thing. So important. If you're exhausted, nah. It, it, it won't get you nowhere. I'm telling you right now. The second time I went out, was, uh, or third time, it was Fleming's. I went out and it was fire and uh, paddle out, walk in. Couldn't even paddle out. Couldn't even make it. Oh get washed gosh. back in the store. Yeah, exactly. And then I waited 15 minutes and paddled back out. Got through, and then I was out there. And of course, I'm one of the fucking guys, you know, one of the Malahini's, one of the fucking dumb shits. But hey, you too. I know what I'm talking about. Fuck, move over to the right. I'm like, wow, I'm trying to stay on the shoulder because I don't want to get in the middle, you know? Yeah. And so finally, I'm sitting out there trying to catch a few because I cannot serve. I've been out there. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I was like, fuck, I've been out here for like an hour, so I'm going to go. So I'm going to go in, fucking paddle. I'm like, fuck, I don't know. I fucking stand up. I'm like, yes. Fucking stood up too quick. And then I just get worked. And worked. And, and worked. Is nuts. And worked. And then I got out and it was like, oh, Timmy, going back out? I was like, I'm not going fucking back out. Yeah, no. And then one of my friends, Alana, she was like, was at the coffee bar there? She was like, hey, was that you I seen? I was like, yeah, she was. <laughs> I had a feeling. She goes, I was like, it wasn't pretty. She goes, it wasn't. But yeah. you know what I mean? But that's the first, the second experience. I was over guardrails and I got, I had stood up a couple times, never a long time at all. Mm-hmm. And then, I got work toward the rocks. Yeah. And I was like, golly, I was still in a good, I was still like, catch my breath. And I was like, golly, and I never know, you can't just swing paddle straight back in. You gotta mm-hmm. kinda go sideways. Yeah. And my buddy just, like a magician, just swooped in. He was like, hey, how you doing? I was like, I was doing good, but golly, I can't get out of here. He goes, we should paddle to the side and probably get away. I yeah. got work. 
man. I got work. Oh, gosh. That's the rule. You can't paddle back out where you came in from. You know, right. that's you're going to get stuck on the inside. It's not the greatest ever. Rookie mistake, but also I had some, they're pretty uh, good learning experiences for like, yeah. the fucking five times I've been out. Guarantee. Yeah. Surfing's fun, though, yeah. It, it's my board. favorite thing ever. I got a board. It was from one of the surf schools that got left at Lonnie Poco. And ah. I brought a pate. He's like, wow, I got this board. It's really good. Hi, hey, guys. Sis. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hey. you guys? It's one local sis just hanging out. Beautiful. And um, it's uh, kind of like a soft top kind of. It's like one long one. Yeah. It's for the surf school, so it was good for me to mess around with it. Super long, but yeah. But the paddling, oh, that's the reason I even brought it up. The paddling you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize, like, what kind of, it's like there's some core for getting up and standing up, things like that. It's, uh. Yeah, there's lots of, it's definitely full body aerobic, like, you need to be, like, even people who are really fit, they have a very hard time. Mm-hmm. You see them out of, out of breath and, yeah, it's a very humbling sport. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <right? laughs> That's what it is. Well, it's cool, too, because doing a sports in the water, of course, people love playing in the water, but. It's one of those things I think that really, like you said, humbling can mm-hmm. remind you of like how powerful yeah. the bigger things are in life, mm-hmm. like the divine ocean. So right? never take, oh, yeah. never take it for never. It's like because I grew up in Texas in the beach. Oh yes, sir. Yes, sir. Wait, hey, I'm gonna. Me and Haley are gonna go on a. Tomorrow we're gonna go eat Levani's. All right, how's everyone doing? And, uh, good. But then awesome. I'm take awesome. Van, I'm doing very great. Thank you. Um, yeah, life oh, is good. Tim is not focusing on the podcast right now. Unfortunately. So. Me and Reese are gonna talk story for a little bit. Yeah. Rice crackers back. Reese, how, how, have you, how have you been doing? Um, I've been doing very very well. Nice. Um, yeah. Can't complain. I'm alive. There you go. Just like all of you guys out there, too. I have a heartbeat today. Do you? And if you, you have, have a heartbeat, one? I do. I yeah. Th- I think. Right. I think I woke up with one. Try check. Try check real quick. Yeah, I do, actually. I got mine. put your hand on your heart. I do. Your right hand on your left titty. <laughs> on your left. And if you're a guy, put it on your left man boob. Yeah. Okay. And there we go. We're back. <laughs> all right. All right. Talk about titties. I'm in it. My friends are here. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's your name? Go ahead and say your name. Oh, Erica. (laughs) You guys say it into the microphone. Oh, hi. My name is Erica. Okay, (laughs) then with you, what's your name? Hi, I'm Marianelle. Oh, are you Filipino? Yeah. (laughs) I knew it from the name, right? You can know from the name. There was this one of us talking, we were talking to a friend, mutual friend. She was like, I was like, oh, you're Filipino. I'm not Filipino. I was like, all right, what's your name? Oh, Mary Lou. I told you. I told you, Mary Lou, I know. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, okay, so now you moved to Kalui. How's everything going with like this, all this stuff? What's 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 your next moves? What are you doing? Tell us, because the people that listen, which we like to think we have thousands of listeners you do. and viewers, but some of the people, this guy right here is uh, one of our main listeners. I got a good friend in Texas that he listens all the time because mm-hmm. I've been a part of different kind of podcast productions. All small kind, nothing any too serious, but I've really been trying. This is the first podcast with my friend Sean, um, and then Jacob got on board, and the three of us, this is the one that's actually sticking. We were putting, before other podcasts was on here and on that, and never really, this is the one that's working out. So a lot of the people that listen, uh, they don't know what's going on, and I mentioned earlier on with one of the other people we 
whenever you what people think they know, what they hear from the news, or let's say they hear from all the uh, the rich people who say Connapoly Hillside or Pineapple mm-hmm. Hill, right? Yeah. Like, oh well, yeah, it's bad, but things are good. You know, it's like, but no one. It's not that no one cares, but your situation is not the same. It's not dire. It's yeah. not nothing compared to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, where where did you stay in Lahaina, and then uh, just tell us, like, did you lose everything? Did you lose something? Jobs, these things. If if that's okay to talk about. Yeah, it's perfectly fine. Um, definitely heartbreaking so I was staying with my boyfriend at the time mm-hmm. and he was living on Mill, Mill Street oh, okay yeah right over there by David Mall yeah so we were living there we lost we lost that home I had uh, I were y'all in David Mall he was yeah he was yeah and I was originally I was living up um, what was it I can't think it starts with a Y <laughs> Um, Wahikuli. Oh, Wahikuli, yeah. 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 Right near Hawaiian Homes. Yeah. Yeah. And I was living at the Crack Shack there, actually. Crack Shack, baby. (laughs) Y'all smoke crack with me, bro. (laughs) Smoke crack with me, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Smoke crack with me, bro. Smoke crack with me, bro. Smoke ice, scrap howlies. Bro, we went to Tasty Crust. No, my friend made that sticker. There's uh My friend made that sticker. There's it says Good night. There's Nick Views made it. Shout out to Nick Views. It says H C uh N S. H H C It's it's it was it's on three of the cards at Tasty Crest. It says H C and S and then it said Howies came and stole. Oh my gosh, that's what it is. They fucking they fucking did that. Nope. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, okay, he made so, a sticker. Snow guy, scrap Hallies. <laughs> so you you were staying white coolie, but then you're staying with your significant other and yes. David Malo. And for those of you who don't know, David Malo is, but instead of mainland, it would be like affordable housing or government housing is what yeah. it is. And there was plenty. I have very good friends that lived over there too. Yeah. Uh, all the people that I know personally, they made it out. Mm-hmm. They of course lost everything, but I mean, people are on the up and up, and they're doing better. But everybody's story is a little different, and it affects people differently. However, one thing is the resilience with the people in Lahaina and Maui is people have. It's not that they've moved on, but they're moving forward. Yeah. And that says a lot for the people here. I was talking to a friend yesterday, and her and her uh, significant other said that because they lost everything too. I think they were over Lahaina, somewhere in Lahaina, but. She said she was talking to like her mom guys or auntie in the mainland, and they're like, "So what's going on?" They're like, "Oh yeah, we're still in the hotel," and it, it's so sad. But it's ignorance. Mm-hmm. Why don't you guys just find a place somewhere else, different island, or why don't you just guys just get jobs and get on? With it? Oh my gosh, yeah. And it's like, but do you not realize the sense of community and unity here, even with all you know, people aren't perfect, and there's, you know, it's a little different here. People a little more harsh, but that community and that culture is something that is non-existent in a very big way in the mainland. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, if one fire happens in this town, I just go to a different town. But people aren't ready, uh, and I don't think they'll ever be ready to just pick up and just be done with it. She yeah. said that Red Cross and FEMA was like, "Yeah, we got a place for you in the Big Island." It's like, no, I'm not. No. I'm not relocating. Yeah, this isn't just 
pick up and just move and forget about it. Let's and that's, say, yeah. that they don't think that that's what they're saying, but that's what they're saying. And they say, oh, just get a new job and just get a new place. It's no, not. there's a little bit more sacredness in kind of, definitely. Um, it, just things are, things are important in a very cultural and communal sense that you it, that it's it but you can be moving forward mm-hmm. but not forgetting so sorry i cut you off but yeah. no that's fine um that's exactly how i feel it was beautiful for the tourists that came to visit but it was even more special for the people that were there like on a daily basis people we got the people at the kava bar let's for example we have people working at the same places you would run into them over and over again and it was beautiful because you know you know that about each other and that's what you had in common and that's what was special and um, so besides living with my significant other I lost my old home I mean not old home um, I did lose my old home yeah and I lost Prison Street Pizza the job I was working at Um, we also lost my boss's home that he just bought which breaks my heart completely Um, and we just lost I don't know I really miss being around everybody there you know it was very special I miss Hawaiian Brian seeing him every day I just I just miss the banyan tree so much good memories on that street I had a friend group and we would always roam front street and we call ourselves front street romas front street romas literally just very incredible I was starting to surf at um, the harbor a lot with my friend Brianna Um, I think in a sense leading up to the fire it like I, I remember something in my head telling me I have to like cherish this so I was out there with my friends I was spending more time on front street and I think it was kind of preparing me for this moment which like still I was not prepared at all of course none of us were prepared and it's heartbreaking but yeah that's amazing you know so what happened Oh, cousin! Oh, fresh and so clean. <laughs> Jacob just got a nice Aloha jersey. Rice Krispies just rice changed. Everything else was burning my house. <laughs> or Me just, too. <laughs> or like the uh, like the Japanese article. If you, we, Jacob led a group and we were helping people in Lahaina. Um, yeah, we were in the Japanese news. In, in the Japanese no way. news. Hell was, yeah. There was an article in. It, me and Jacob and Nixon and others, we did this Aloha Friday drop, Jacob's idea, and we had over 300 spam musubis made, and we went out and gave waters all the Honolulu, like, it was awesome. And someone's like, what does it say in the article? And they're like, oh, just do Google Translate, which is not <laughs> the best way to do it because it explained it, and then it said, and then Jacob Fernandez, who also burned his own house down, and what it really said was he was also the house burned, but when you did the Google Translate, sounded like Jacob and started the fire. Oh my but, god. <laughs> but what's really cool is we I got a friend that met him through the hotel and through some of the other friends. All these people I came here and brought my wife to the Kava Bar because of some of the people I met. And then this was that kind of friend group, right? We weren't yeah. Front Street Romas, but you know, we're the Kava crew. Yeah. And one of our buddies, he started coming around and he stopped going to the bars and drinking and partying like that. You know, nothing against that, but he stopped. And the thing that was amazing was he said that his girl 
Thank you. She was uh, indisposed. She wasn't around. And that when she came back, he wanted to keep things going with her. He told us, he's like, I don't think I'm going to, I'm not going to talk to nobody. I'm going to, like, I just really want to be focused and I want to be with her. Yeah. He's like, I want to introduce all you guys to her and I want y'all to get her and be a part of this and we play board games and stuff at the coffee bar. He introduced us to her. She starts coming around. They start coming around. Fucking a couple months later when the fire happens. Crazy enough is we all meet at this Kava bar. We all meet together yeah. in different spots. And the friend group that supported the Ohana, the family that supported them and that she supported was all the new people she had just met. So when born and raised Ohana, she knows plenty of people, right? Yeah. But it was that new friend group. And it was amazing that during this just horrible time that it wasn't all the old people who I graduated went over here, you know? Yeah. And it was kind of like that. It was like... And, and on that last night, uh, it was a uh, karaoke night, and Kaulana was like, all right, guys, we're going to do this. And what he was saying was, this is going to be the last song of the night. He was like, all right, guys, this is the last time we're going to do this. Because it's like, on a hole, on a hole. Yeah. Right? And he said those last, and it was crazy. I saw the video later on. He was like, this is the last time we're going to do this. And I saw it was, it was show people. My wife came earlier that day. It was like, it's so busy. I came later that night. so busy. It was like, you couldn't move. Last time we were gonna do it, it was like, it was like we all knew but didn't know that this was the last time to cherish it. To cherish, yeah. Funny enough, I was um, at Prison Street Pizza with my friend Jaden, and we were sitting on the picnic tables, and we were like, should we go over to the coffee bar? And we were like, she was like, no, I think we should just stay here. So we stayed there, just having a good time, one-on-one -on -one conversation. It was, it was great. Yeah, and in a sense, I feel like, I mean, of course, it's the worst thing to ever happen in, in history of Lahaina. No, not really, not the worst, but of course, um, yeah, at this day and age for the people who have established themselves in Lahaina as well. Um, what was I going to say? I lost train of thought. Um, well, so I, in a in a sense, I feel like after that happened, I had more and more blessings, just more blessings coming towards me, and so it, it kind of helped with loss. Everyone came closer together. You see people on the streets from behind, and you're like, hey, like just full six heart. Boy, six one. Yeah. <laughs> And just a fuller heart, seeing everybody and knowing that we all went through that together. Very heartwarming, but also very heartbreaking. It's a, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's so back home before I moved to to Maui, I had a, I had a typhoon that devastated the island as well, and I lost my home, but. I still had my parents. Everything was good. We're all safe. Everything's good. Just, you kind of start to realize how much trauma follows you, which is all right, because then you learn to coexist with the pain. You don't really exactly forget or heal. You coexist with it. And it, it is bittersweet. That's what I want to say, bittersweet. That's awesome. Well, we'll end with this, you know, like you said, it's almost like it brought people closer together. The, the truth is, like, in life, at least my belief, 
if you look at the, the wheel of time, the sacrifice that's been made, whether it be a father sacrificing his time or working all the time or whatever to take care of his family, you gotta do this, you know, you don't go hang out with your friends when daughters to go buy a ring for your, you know, boo or whatever. Sacrifice and unfortunately in the divine with Mother Nature and the universe of God, like this horrible sacrifice that had to be made. It is and you see it on shirts, you see it on memes or whatever, and out of the ashes things can rise again. And in fortune and stuff that you're talking about, the reason that forest fires are so bad is because when civilization is moved in and just over kind of populated congest it congests the forest. Yeah. And then a forest fire doesn't go the same way it would naturally. But before the forest fire would come, wipe out everything, and then make room for new things, and that was a healthy thing. Yeah. And you don't want to say this is a healthy thing because people died and lost homes in this devastation, but it is out of these ashes that the, the new life will grow. And that's, to me, that's the, the basic core, the way you got to look at it. Yeah. This, this is, can only be now for good. Mm -hmm. And then that's the way you don't forget it. Yeah. You don't get rid of it. You mm -hmm. coexist with it. Yes. Thank you very much, Reese. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. That check us amazing. out, Renegade Supreme. You can check uh, Substack at Texan Pueo. And uh, our sponsors Sorry, are. I don't want to put my ass in your face, but. Uh, who? Are, what are our sponsors? I don't know, Don. Who? Are our sponsors Jaeger. are uh, Holly Acava, pretty yeah. soon. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. What? Jaegermeister. Um, yeah. Jeanette Walls. Jeanette Walls. The the Patriots. Uh, crack the, smokers from the '80s. OG still getting after. Thank it. you, High Tech, for sponsoring yeah, uh, the team I play for. Yeah, yeah. The Cobra Crew. Yeah. yeah. Who else? Uh, uh, sponsored by Canada. All right, we'll be back. We'll, yeah, we'll be, be back right after the break, guys. Thank you. All right, guys, we're back off of our break. Um, still at the Cava Bar tonight with our special for the end of the year. I got one of my good friends. Uh, I'm gonna have him uh, introduce his name. Go for it. Hello, guys. I'm George. This is George, and he's gonna be on this new segment of the podcast. So, me and George go way back. So, George, just give us a little introduction on yourself. Tell us what you do for a living, where you're from, how you got there, all that good stuff. All right. So, I've lived in Lahaina all my life, pretty much all my life, and then also, let's see. I met Jacob actually from church. From church, I met Jacob, and then I kind of just. I kind of just stopped going to church for a little bit, but we still stayed as close as we can. And then also, what I do for a living, I'm a forklift driver at HPM Building Supplies. I also dance at luau's, at different luau's, like Royal Lahaina Resort, Mets of Maui, and the Tales of the Maha'oi at Ritz Carlton. Nice. And so, so like, how, you enjoy those jobs that you're doing right now, or you feel like you wanna, you belong somewhere else? What do you, what do you feel? Actually, I do love my job right now. I love being a forklift driver. The the energy around where I work is really good. It's really good to have. Okay, awesome. And what is your ethnicity? Um, I'm Tongan, straight Tongan. Tongan. Awesome, straight. straight. No, no, 75%. No. Just straight. Straight Tongan. Nice, straight Tongan. Okay, and and how old are you again? 19. 19, ladies. He is 19 years old. He's calm down. Oh, okay. We gonna calm down. Financially stable first. Oh, he's mature too. We gonna get a line pretty soon. Oh man, that's crazy. All right, so so what I wanted to do is I wanted to, I put together a little bit of um, you know questions here, and I was just gonna figure out and ask you. So like uh, during the Lahaina fire, like did, were you affected during that time? Um, 
No, I wasn't. I actually do live in Honokoi, which is more up on the northern side of Lahaina. So I wasn't affected, but my fam, my mom's sister was affected. A bunch of my families were affected by the fire. And how do you feel about um, how the county kind of took care of that situation out there? I'd say the county workers are actually doing more work to help out the people than the actual actual government county. Okay, like, so you're saying the workers aren't like on the clock when they're helping is what you're saying. Yes, because I do have a friend that works. I have a, two friends that work for the county and they've just been telling me like sometimes we have to work four or five hours overtime just to complete what our boss asked us. Wow, 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 wow. That's crazy. All right, so... So during the, the time of the fire, you're, you said you're okay, your, your immediate family's okay? Yes. Um, okay. And this is just off the top of my head. I was, I've been asking a lot of people this, and I've been talking to a lot of people. Like, how do you feel about um, your, like, your life here on Maui up until that point? How, did you enjoy it? Did you love it? Like, what was, what was your, uh, your main kind of motivation? Uh, to live life or you know plans that you had uh, my plans right now is um, as I said trying to become financially stable so by the time I turn 25 I can go ahead move out of Maui move to Seattle Washington work at our branch out there the Seattle branch out there and then after that hopefully buy an apartment out there then buy me a house rent out that apartment I want to be able to buy a whole apartment complex come back here to Maui buy a hundred acres of land what I want to do is split that up and only sell it for 100k nice that is awesome that's an awesome plan and that you know I've known you for a long time and we to all the listeners out there this guy is one of those most solid people I know and so hearing that and hearing that he's got plans and stuff to you know succeed in life is amazing I love that so much I love that all right so moving into to a couple other questions I got I'm gonna I just want to ask a couple of things about your life in general like how would you say like what was the most pivotal moment that you've ever had in your life it can be regarding anything what was the point that you had where it was like okay now I need to change or I need to do this or you know what changed in that aspect my 10th grade year of high school was when COVID hit, so we had online classing. And then ended up just not showing up to classes, not doing anything, pretty much just dropping out. But then came my 11th grade year, and my mom was getting on my ass, so I ended up changing my ways and graduating from high school. That's nice. And, and so so did, did it, you did it because of her, or did you do it because you wanted to further yourself? I wanted to further myself. You wanted to further yourself. And then that, that change in mindset was what pushed you to create yes. this new life, basically, of where you're Pretty going. Much, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and so your school, you graduated, you did all of that, and, and that strengthened you and, and everything. Um, did, did you think that, that in this journey you've inspired others? Has, it may not have been a goal, but do you think that you were, you know, in that, that level of friendship or something like that, you know? Yes. Yes, I actually do. Some of, um, I was in choir my senior year just as an extra credit type of thing. And I was recently just talking just like five minutes ago to another kid and I told him, forget about all the girlfriends, forget about love. Focus on being financially stable before you can even deserve before you earn before you even think about getting a girlfriend. And he said, Why would I do that? And I said, Cuz think about it. 
a lot of people out here are saying, oh, it's my girlfriend, my girlfriend runs me broke. But when you're financially stable, you'll never have to come up to that problem. Yeah, and that's, that's true, that's true. I mean, but then again, looking in relationship, do you think that nowadays uh, people have a skewed vision on how things should go in a relationship? Yes, yes I do. You do think that? Some people think that the men should be paying for everything, but when a girl says, oh, everything's 50-50, but when it comes to time for it to be 50-50, it never does happen that way. Okay, so part of it is you're kind of waiting for the right time, the right one. I'm just waiting till I own my, like I'm financially up there. So that I want to at least have 150K in my bank account. That's, that's awesome, that's awesome. And you're doing it the right way. You know, a lot of people, they try to cut corners and, and, and I, you know, it kind of ruins them and everything and, and you're, I, I see you, I know you're doing it the right way. And so what motivates you to, to want to be better, to want to change, to want to, you know, love on others? What, what, what's your motivation? Um, I don't really have anybody to show me that motivation, but in my way, I just look at it as if I'm able to become financially stable by the time I turn 25. My life there on out should be way better. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. So, a couple other questions I got for you. And if you want to ask a question, if you want to talk to the viewers, like feel free. This is a conversation, so we're just cruising. Um, I would say, self, you know, looking at, at yourself, if you could have any opportunity to change something in your life, right now what would you change and why why would you change it um i would change when i started vaping because oh. i started in sixth grade i got pushed on by a bunch of seventh and eighth graders walked into the bathroom one day they said rip it rip it and me thinking i should just try fit in that's where i fucked up and now i'm addicted to nicotine and i, I have to have it but hopefully by next ne next year starts i can quit it mm. Okay, that's so. Let's go into that topic. So, you, I feel like me personally, like I, I look at a lot of these issues going on in the in the in the school system, and you know, with young younger kids, and I think a lot of the issues stem from trying to fit in, trying to uh, you know, being being pushed into that, like you know, oh, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be an outsider, so I have to do this, you know, and it goes to every branch, you know. So like, what I say for that is. Somebody tries pushing you, if you even feel like trying to fit in, then you're with the wrong people. That's right. You are with the wrong people. Fit in with the people that fit the same, give you the same energy, everything. If you can find those type of people and you can act normal and you're not trying to fit in, that's the best people to be around for your own life, for your own ways. Because it fucked me over when I try to fit in and I try to be like those people. That's that's a good message. I really I really like that message because it's like I like to I like to tell people I, I see it as a as like a puzzle, right? So life is like a puzzle and, and you know, a lot of people think that they're that they're trying to fit themselves in with a piece that doesn't exactly fit the right way, you know what I mean? Yeah. They try to force themselves into that area, but sometimes you just find people that that click with you and and you know, when you find those people, it strengthens you so much, you know? Yeah, it does. And, it really does. Yeah. All I got to say is keep in your own lane. You know, if you find people that want to make you do dumb stuff, don't do it. Just walk away. But I decided to walk into it. 
decided to just go in, go in. Yeah. Do you believe that that most people in our in our generation are living to their full potential in life? Oh, fuck no. No. Nobody is living to their full potential. Nobody. After people I see nowadays. Westside Bangles. Um. Let's see. I say people nowadays aren't really living their life to the full max. Most of them are trying to fit in. Most of them are trying to do this. Most of them are trying to do that. But what you should really be doing is focusing on yourself. Uh-huh. Okay. So so you, you're telling people that they need to be focusing on yourself. And you, you just mentioned that you don't think anyone's living uh, to their full potential. Yes, so nobody is. <laughs> like... Do you think that, that maybe it comes in levels or do you think that our full potential is something that we could never attain, so to say? Like we always have to strive to be better. People say stuff, things are impossible, but living to your full potential is possible. Like if you can't find it, keep trying. Don't stop trying. The time, the moment you stop trying is when it just digs you into a hole, it just messes you over. And everything just starts getting worse from there. But what I say is, find your, find what you're really good at. Live to that full potential that you love, and just keep going on with it. If there's gonna be ups and downs, there's gonna be highs and lows. Just keep going with it. Don't stop. That's awesome. I love that. I, going off the top of my head, if you had like, for example, you know, advice for your younger self, like let's say 10 years ago, if you would tell your younger self something. That would that would change his life. What would you tell him? Of course, you just said, you mentioned the vaping earlier, but is there anything else that you would tell that? You uh, tell him stop trying to be a dumbass. <laughs> stop trying to be uh, a fucking a guy that thinks he's the best. Stop trying to be the guy who thinks that he he's better than everybody else. You know, stop trying to be the guy that you know I'm gonna hang out with them and I'm gonna be as cool as them. Yeah, that's that's really that's really powerful, bro. I love that. And growing up here in Maui, did you? You were born and raised here, right? Yes. Born and raised here. So, like, you grew up just like every other kid, you know, fishing and all of that and, and everything. Pretty much. I fish, I dive, sometimes I hunt, whatever, whatever. I cannot stay inside. <laughs> I cannot. I gotta be outside. I gotta be diving. Gotta be hunting. I know, it's gotta so be nuts. fishing. All these kids these days, they're on their phones, huh? Like, bro, I seen one kid. He was on his phone, and then I was like, oh, where's your dad? And he's like, oh, hold on, let me call him. Lifts up his arm, and he's got an Apple Watch on, bro. I'm like, this kid is six years old. And it's like crazy because all these kids are so addicted to the screen. They're so addicted to, you know, these different things, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I, I, the TikTok and everything. And then you got the, you, you have Instagram and all this clouding the kid's mind. So, like, you know, were you any, like, did you grow up that way? Or did you just grow up, like, being forced outside of the house and, like, go no, play I with actually grew up without anything. Like, when I used to live at this old raggedy apartment, a two-bedroom apartment. It was hard living there, yeah, but like, I grew up with having to go outside. If I wanted to have fun, I had to go outside, you know, like, I didn't, we, me and my family didn't have the funds, didn't have anything, you know, like, we didn't have the funds to do anything. We couldn't just go out, you know, eat like a regular family, we couldn't just, you know, like, McDonald's to us was a treat. Like, I remember days like that. Yeah. McDonald's to other people nowadays is, oh, it's normal. But to us, it's a treat. When I was six year old, when my mom said, "Do you guys want McDonald's?" I'd be like, 
Uh, bro, every our whole family would have a smile on their face. We couldn't even go out and eat. Like, we wanted to eat and stay at home and eat at home. Like, whatever we had at home, Simon, cereal, even if it's for dinner, cereal. No mind. Yeah. yeah. And, and nowadays, kids get like kids are pretty much getting everything. I'm not saying not every kid. You know, some kids are still struggling. Yeah, the families are still struggling, but I'd say. Yeah, when I when I was growing up, shit, I didn't even be happy to have a phone. I didn't even get my first phone until I came into ninth grade. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. Need, I never got in an Apple Watch. Never got AirPods. I had to buy my own PS4, buy my own TV to even play on the PS4. Mm-hmm. At the age of what, 15. So pretty much, I started working when I was like 15. My uncle was paying me under the table. And, but I said, it's okay, as long as I have money in my pocket and, and I can buy my own stuff, I can support my own self, it's what I love. And I, I love, people hate working, people, you know, like, some of these rich kids, they don't even start working until they're, like, in their 30s. That's true, yeah, yeah. I started working, like, truthfully, I started working when I was 11, you know, under the table jobs, I would go on Saturdays after, like, after, all, like, Monday through Friday school, Saturdays, I would go out with my uncle and either mow lawns with him at his landscaping job or I would go with my, my uncle Lenny and I would build rock walls, you know, carrying around 90-pound cement bags at fucking 11. Wow. People always say, Tongans are built different. Yeah, because we started working at like the age of 10. Yeah, like you had, you had to fight. To, yeah. to gain something, yeah. And I, I, I totally understand where you're coming from because I remember like so many kids these days they don't they don't know what it's like to not have everything that they wanted. Yeah, literally. You know, like I remember being like a kid there was a, there was about a year where maybe it was around six months to a year where my family had struggled a lot and we the only thing we had to eat and I look at my mom and I, I tell her this all the time, I'm like, I remember those days. I remember that and we only had for weeks at a time we'd only have one scoop of rice and the Simon packet not even the the noodles inside but just the flavor packet and we would boil the water and we would eat that scoop of rice in there sometimes we didn't even have rice and then other days it would just be saltines and if we had you know tuna on top of the saltines then you know it would be a treat yeah literally nowadays people are like fuck tuna you know but and but fucking having tuna at my house was literally like we thought that was the most expensive food ever it was a blessing like yeah. oh we can eat like like we, you have this extra stuff and like we'd even try making our own stuff like my grandma literally would make us tuna with mayo and then she'd make some rice you know mix it in with the rice and then like she'd give us the saltine crackers and we'd pretty much just scoop it like it was a dip wow wow I remember yeah I remember those days man sliced butter on the saltines hardship but hardship creates tough people and it creates a, a mindset that, that says you're not gonna give up you know like you're just you're gonna stick it and you're gonna be solid so many people need that these days especially in the, you know the time obviously that everybody knows we're going through you know everybody's struggling everybody needing something and and it's hard you know everywhere you look to you feel like you don't you can't get help but yeah thing is I, I feel like the main thing we should tell people is never give up you know yes don't ever give up even even though even after this fire nobody gave up everybody's still fighting for what they have everybody's still fighting for what they need 
probably like other places once they lose everything they give up yeah and then next you know they start digging themselves into a deeper hole I think it's crazy too because I don't know if you noticed it but I, I noticed that from when I was a kid up until right before the fire I noticed that the aloha was missing from the island like I remember going to a store and saying hi to everybody even that I didn't know I'd get in a conversation with all these people you know and then you know right before the like up until right before the fire is like nobody did that anymore everybody kind of stayed in their own lane yes and I feel like so you've noticed that too yeah and then you had to have this and it, it sucks to say but this insane tragedy to kind of bring back that aloha in in the hearts of the people of Hawaii yes. you know yes. a lot of the time people say Hawaii Hawaii gets aloha but truthfully like Hawaii don't really get aloha until something happened you know you don't see people coming together all the time like most of the time it's just like when they was building the TMT on top of Mauna Kea, that's when everybody came together for help, you know, support each other. Yeah, yeah. Or like anything bad that would happen, like whenever like a big protest came out, that's when everybody would actually come out to help. But when this fire happened, not just Lahaina helped, like not just Lahaina got help from everybody, like it was getting help from all over the island, like everybody, up country, Kihei, south, like south side, like literally north, east, central. south, like everywhere, central, Kauai, fucking everywhere. It was getting like help, and at times like that, we do need it, because truthfully, everybody's saying about these dumb looters, you know. Truthfully, I was, I was one of them, but I wasn't looting for take stuff. I wasn't looting for have money, you know? What I was doing actually was, and I'm not gonna say any names, I'm just gonna say me, me alone. We went to the food land in Lahaina and everyone burned down in the, in the burn burn zone. And we pretty much just hijacked as much food, you know, ethnicity, like stuff you really need. We went spam, tuna, chicken, anything we could eat like everything and anything like water charcoal batteries headlamps anything we could find to use for like stuff that people could really use it's like a robin hood kind of situation yeah we steal from the rich but we never steal from the rich we stole so that we can feed our families yeah we never just steal so we can feed like all four of our family we stole and we ran around like literally ran around the whole up north side where had people staying on the beaches had people staying wherever they could we ran around and we gave them what was in the back of the, the truck yeah and honestly in the way i see it uh let's take a kava shell break honestly in the way i see it who cares if if the people of Lahaina looted Foodland because it was closed and it's still closed to this day? You know what I mean? That's what yeah, I think. Like, I mean, when I was when I was in Lahaina, I would have if I had, like had the opportunity to be at Foodland, I would have done that. And then there were other things that I took too. And it wasn't like, oh, I'm taking it because I need money. It's like, brah, I'm gonna lose my life if I don't take this. You know what I mean? No, yeah, like literally the whole day. It was just food land and back, you know, just taking as much stuff as we can, you know, just trying to get all the stuff we need. And then our last trip, that's when we did probably at least six trips, but our last trip is when we actually thought about it. And then we decided to reward ourselves, you know, like we went and grabbed stuff that we would want, like that we would want. 
you know and so we went grabbed whatever what we would want which was just one thing because the truck was full the bed bro the, it stacks of water stacked as high over the cab of the truck and yeah it's high up there wow that's crazy but we never just go home and we never just stack them and hide them you we gave it to there. the people. Yeah, we ran out to everybody we knew. Yeah. Anybody so anybody trying find? to incriminate this guy, you guys, everybody got. So you incriminating Lahaina as a whole. Yeah. I'm from Lahaina, he's from Lahaina. We born and raised West Side. And so, you know, we stand together. Yeah, I never I never just do this just to help my myself out. I went and I handed out to as much people as I know, you know, as much people as I could find. And I went and I just gave it out. I barely ended up with anything. I think I ended up with some cases of water. I think I ended up maybe with some spam, some tuna, some mayo, you know, like stuff we could just use. Just the eat. basics. Just the basics, yeah. you know. And people were saying these dumbass guys, you know, looting food land. Man, don't say that. I guarantee you, was one of the people. You never know. It was. You never know that that stuff was from Foodland, but I guarantee me, you was one of the guys that we didn't give. You yeah, know, yeah. We didn't give too. Yeah. Anybody that we found, you know, a local guy, straight straight on the beach, just trying to find a place to sleep or just trying to find a place to just, you know, mourn. You know, we went over there to them and just say, "What well, you need? Water? You need food? Anything?" They said, "Yeah, we give them. To, we give them to them." Yeah, yeah. That's 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 good, man. And you you guys continue to do that. I know you guys did, nonstop. Not the not the food line part, but the the giving to the to people. You know, oh, you yeah. guys you guys care. But at my house, we had so much meat. You know, the power wasn't on, so we couldn't just keep keep all the meat in the fridge. So we ended up kicking cooking all the meat we had. You know, fry up all the fish with the propane grills we had. And anybody that passed by the house, we just. They would be like, yeah, every time. Yeah, Timmy. Everybody offered food to everybody. Yeah, like at my house. Like, yeah, people walk past, you know, like trying to look for something to eat. We literally told them, come over here, come grab something for smash. Yeah, yeah. You know? Fuck, we wasn't picky. We wasn't going to tell them, no, we cannot give you our food, but we needed to get rid of that food. And that, that made me amazing, too, that, you know, so many people got so picky over the years. And everybody, they were like, you know, everybody started sharing things. Everybody started showing love. It didn't matter what you what you had to give as long as you gave something, you know what I mean? Yeah, literally. It, it repaired the aloha. Yes. And it was, I mean, that's a good way to look at it. Like, it's a good bonus, I guess. You know, there's so much death and so much tragedy. I'm sure, did you lose any family members? No, I didn't. No, you, you didn't lose any family members? That's a blessing right there. But so many people. Yeah, like, it's like so crazy. Like, literally, we go down on a quiet beach park and they're still not, you know, they never still have like all the food up for just to give out, you know, all the cooked food. We go over there and we tell everybody, hey, my house stay down the street. Just find the one with all the smoke in the air. You know, because we was using charcoal grills too. Yeah, yeah. We told them, find the house with all the smoke in the air. Go over there. My mom knows we're sending people over there for grab food. And literally, we had a bunch of people just stop by our houses and eat, grab some food. Literally. Like Timmy Boy, Timmy Boy passed by our house a couple of times. We went, tell him, come eat, come smash. They even put water in a bowl for they, they put water in a bowl for Nev. Tim's dog. Also, I was Portuguese because I was like trying to give it. He was like, don't give me fucking dog the fucking bottle of water. 
That's yeah. That's well, thank you guys for real. That's awesome. And you know, it's amazing at how it unified everybody in the island. Yeah, for real. Much. It made all of us closer too. You know what I mean? And we were all close already, but it made us yeah, even yeah. more closer. You know what I mean? After this, you know. One thing is to say to everyone that's listening, and even to these guys right here, is I've met a lot of people here, and I also am not incompetent enough to know like I know that out here the culture could be like you're Hali Malayini like you're not from here then get the fuck out and fuck you but I got to meet the people that still would do that if you were being shitty and disrespectful but I met the people that opened their arms welcoming when I know these Tongans and these Hawaiians and these Filipinos these locals that if I make one wrong step they tell me to fuck off but instead of telling me to fuck off they opened their arms and welcomed us and they just make sure to keep me in check if I do something and I appreciate that I appreciate it because Timmy, you know like, I'm not from here you know yeah, Timmy boy is one like straight holly boy. Like, but straight from Texas. Texas, but, but I don't ever see him like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't see him like that. Bro, this guy local. You know, to accept the culture and everything. You know what I mean? He learns the culture too. Yeah. He wants to learn. Like he always asks us questions about, yeah, like, oh, you know, Hawaiian culture. Or, like, oh, what is culture. this? Or oh, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. You know, I love that. Do, do you have? <laughs> oh yeah, boto boto means dick, bro. Oh, you like boto, not no. Boto means chicken, bro. So when you say boto, you love boto, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, do you, do you have like so close? Getting ready to close off on this segment. Do you have any other like thoughts that you wanted to share with the people? I say stand together, keep fighting. Stand together, no, and keep fighting. You no can fall. You no can fall. That's all I can say. We cannot fall. That the moment everybody like fall and lose and just wants to take the defeat is the moment we lose. Is the moment we lose. We cannot lose. We gotta keep fighting for what we get. Keep getting on. Keep keep going. Like we still get people housed in hotels. Like even though we house in hotels, we no can stop. We cannot. We gotta keep fighting for what we have. We gotta keep fighting for what we can get. You know. Like, all I gotta say is fight, fight, fight. Like, we gotta stand together and stay together. We no can separate. The the moment we start separating and we start just leaving and taking the downfall is the moment where we get everything taken away from us. Listen, I'm Tongan, but truthfully in my heart, I'm a local. And truthfully in my other boys' hearts. That's the thing. Oh, that's the thing. And the other thing is, to me, I feel like I'm Hawaiian. You know, some of my friends actually do call me Hawaiian, even though straight talking in my heart, I'm Hawaiian. But I always tell people, if you're born here and you respect the the aina, you respect your elders, you you show aloha, you Hawaiian, yeah. born Hawaiian. You know. I love it though. I, I love that we have the. I support everything in Hawaii, everything. You know, like. I try and learn Olelo Hawaii. I don't even know how to speak Tongan. Yeah. That's good that you know the Olelo though. Yeah. That's so. the main thing. Oh, for all the people that don't know what that means, Olelo is language. Yeah. So Olelo Hawaii. Hawaiian language is language of Hawaii. Learn, you know? But I'd say stay together, you know, let people know. Like the shirts Jonathan guys made, like, I don't know for sale. Just to let all you holly guys, you know, all you real estate guys thinking, oh, I can come buy all the land and then I can raise up the prices and sell them for higher. No, stay out. We don't care. Why not for sale? 
you even try coming, try it. I promise to God, you can get whacked. Yep, that's true. I'm telling true. you, like, to everybody, that's, you know, like, I went to Leilani's. My sister invited me to Leilani's after I powered, you know, a 10 hour shift. Went over to Leilani's, you know, ate some food, and then this guy was talking, this, had this couple walk in, and they was talking about, oh, we're here for our anniversary. We just want to spend time with our anniversary. And then, you know, the wife tries to come out and says, oh, no, we're here to support the locals, you know, this and that. Cop bullshit, you know. Truthfully, we do need tourists for stay living, you know. We do need the tourists, but at these times, times are still hard. Do you yeah. think after three months of this shit that just went on, you think times is not hard? Times are still hard. Always. So main thing, everybody from here, you need to stand together. And that's the main thing that we're focusing on. Yes. So, George, thank you so much for joining us. Of course. You you have a you have like a Instagram or something you want to tag in something of yours. Okay. Yeah. So my Instagram is um, I want to get 14, 15 followers now, but my Instagram is boost that fake it. Boost that fake it. That's B O O S T D A T F E K E. Boost that fake it. Thank you so much, George. Hope to have you on another time, bro. Say a sign out. Shoots them about us. Yes. Shoots them about us. Thank you guys so much. We're going to take a quick break and hopefully we'll have another guest here at our Haleakava end of the year Renegade Supreme special. Alright guys, so we had everybody that we wanted on the podcast tonight. We only we had a what was it, four guests? Four guests. Four guests tonight. Um, thank you so much for listening and tuning in. Uh, this is Renegade Supreme. We are on Spotify. We're on YouTube. Apple Podcast. Red Circle. Red Circle. Uh, Tim has his uh, LinkedIn. Uh, Nixon's got his MySpace. I have <laughs> my OnlyFans. Um, yeah, follow me, 808.ferns. Follow Nixon. 21 Nixon 12, N-I-X-O-N, like the president. Uh, all about them Benjamins, bitch. Get that money, cash. Uh, I want to shout out to Sean Hogan, which you're here. Fucking leave. Montana in the cold and get your white ass over here. You went up there for uh, an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening. It's gonna, it's a little different than most of them we've done, but enjoy this, and we'll start putting more episodes out. Thank you for bearing with us, patient through the downtime. You know, every now and then, sometimes you got a dry spell, but we back, we coming, and we gunning, son. We back, and we're here. Thank you guys so much for listening, so much for your support. Thank you to all our guests. Thank you to, um, we had we had George, Reese, and... Uh, uh, I don't know who else we interviewed. No, the girl from the South. Oh, Layla. Layla. George, I'm sorry, Reese, I said, I thought Nixon, Layla. And then Jacob, small interview with me. Rice Cracker in the building. Thank you guys. And <laughs> Renegade Supreme. So, 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 so. Signing off. Stay crummy.